everybody, Dave Hodges here, back in our guest segment. Thanks for staying with us through the break. Really glad you could join us. Uh, just a reminder to uh, patronize our sponsors because they keep the lights on here. That Noble Gold, 877-646-5347. Preparewithdave.com, the storable food company that's lowering its prices in the face of a crisis. As well as waterwithdave.com that's doing the same thing. So those people keep the lights on here. And when you're looking to fill your prepping needs, that's where we want you to go. Anyway, we're the show that's freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And we got the great unenslaver here on the line with us, Ernie Hancock. And he has a man sitting in his studio with him right now, Colin Cantrell, uh, who is um, uh, the owner of Nexus Earth, which is a um, cryptocurrency-oriented um, variable. We're going to probably get into that a little bit as well, too. But I asked Ernie to come on to talk about how he sees the economic crisis that's spreading across the planet in the face of the coronavirus, where, what what is it, six months, 80% of Chinese businesses could be out of business. Right now in 30 days, they're projecting a third of the Chinese businesses. People aren't going to work. There's going to be massive shortages around the planet. And add to that the fact we got the locusts going on, eating up the food supply in various parts of the world. I mean, it just gets rosier and rosier here as uh, people are trying to get a handle on what's going on. And I'll just say this as a note. This is one of the few places you're going to hear real truth on these topics. Uh, this morning, I did a podcast on the fact that the Chinese are ordering the people to kill their pets because of the fear of the spread of corona. This is widely reported. They demonetized it. Can't talk about it. Big tech is being censored by the CDC and the World Health Organization, as we've reported. And so when we talk about the effects stemming from the coronavirus economically, this is probably one of the few places you're going to get to hear it. Of course, we'll have to bypass YouTube. Anyway, joining us is Ernie Hancock. And Ernie Hancock uh, is the owner of freedomsphoenix.com website. And it's also an activist group. And if you have not heard of them, they are probably the most hardcore activist group in the country. Uh, the Loveolution, Ron Paul, I mean, just a few things. And they saved yours truly, but in my property rights dispute with John McCain and his bankers that wanted to steal my land and that of 300 of my neighbors without compensation. And uh, thanks to Ernie, we finally got lawyers that stayed with us and didn't bow to the pressure of John McCain. So I have a long history with Ernie, and this is going to be a good interview. Ernie, welcome to the show, and Alex, or excuse me, Colin, welcome to the show with you as well. Oh, it's my pleasure. Hey, he stepped out for a little bit. He'll, he'll come back. We just finished a, a show with him. We're going to go to lunch. I just told him to hang out because, you know, he has a lot of information. So he, he could be a benefit, but we can talk, yak at you and me until he comes in and gets in the conversation. Um, the economy, you wanted to talk about, you know, where this is all going. And uh, then we got a, there's always a black swan somewhere, you know, and the coronavirus and so oh, yeah. on. And uh, what you, you want to just get right into it or you want to share what you think and prep me? Well, I'll, I'll just give you a starting point. The yeah. Baltic Dry Index, which is the measure yeah. of uh, global trade, and it's the most reliable measure we have, uh, has successively reached three all-time lows over the last week. So clearly, the global economy is in trouble. Um, this is the one thing, you know, when it happened in... Um, 
from 07 to 09, as it was going down then, during the Levolution, I was doing radio, and of course we had Premiums Phoenix since 05. So we were looking, you know, well, what do you look at? I mean, how can you, and the Baltic Dry Index became one of the main things that I looked at, and uh, so people understand what that is. It tracks the amount of cargo space that there is being utilized in shipping, you know? So it's like, um, uh, uh, I remember in about 2000 right after the dot uh, when the dot com uh, bubble went before 9-11 uh, what happened was there you started getting feedback from like truck drivers going yeah i don't have a load to pick up after i drop this one off or i'm taking half loads or whatever do you start you could tell that people uh, companies inventories were they're letting them go down they weren't filling they're just business was starting to slow down when that happened i'm going is there an internet international version of that baltic dry index so it's just you know how much you know cargo containers there were a lot of people may not remember in 09 when the economy took a dump they had abandoned cargo ships by the gazillions i mean like hundreds or something some ridiculous amount that were just left in the ocean uh in um uh, south and central america because they couldn't pay the crew and they didn't have enough money to pay the fees to go through the panama canal to make it back home so they were just you know they that and they had like natives and villagers and whatever feeding them or they just got off the ship or died or whatever it, it was that bad well it's starting to happen again yeah. So this is, uh, you look at that and you go, yep, trade is winding down. They have a 92% drop in uh, auto purchasing in China right now. Wow. And so I'm going, okay, here we go. Well, one of the other things, you know, you'll like this. I'm sitting here you know, looking for it. Um, it was uh, on Lou Rockwell today. Let me just put in Lou Rockwell here and we'll see it. It was a story that they were talking about this See, you hate even saying this stuff because, you know, you don't know. But it was on Lou Rockwell, so, I mean, you know, he doesn't have too much crazy stuff going on. Uh, burning dead bodies in Wuhan, China. We knew that, but they were going uh, how many there are as a bunch. And they are going because they think it was an inadvertent release of a mortal nerve toxin and that there were uh, Chinese and U.S. guy oops and we accidentally dropped it in the middle of the market and people and they needed this Wuhan uh, uh, virus to cover it up you know so it was kind of like pay no attention to the Chernobyl accident it was um, it was a meteor yeah. <laughs> you know, or, or something like that so do we know this stuff? I don't know and this is the one thing that I always do I go three weeks you gotta wait three weeks it starts all the BS and you go hey you just sit on the sidelines put all the stuff absorb it don't have an opinion until three weeks after three weeks you start to see what's really going on well this has a gestation period or you can be uh, walking around infecting people for a long time and this is one of the variables that make this so bad is that one it's very contagious but you don't know you uh, are uh, contagious until after you contagionized everybody, you know, you infected them. So I'm going, okay, my thing is I am, me and my friends have been talking about this. We've had guests on, doctors looking at different things. Instead of worrying about not getting it, you pretty much got a plan on everybody's going to get it. 
or it's going to be exposed to it. It's being able to have a healthy immune system to fight it off. One of the details that they have is that it's not affecting children very much. Usually it goes after the young and the old. It's whose immune system is, you know, kind of compromised or whatever. Well, it's the little bitty babies. They're they're from a year to uh, one month to a year. They're not, you know, having problems. I'm going, okay, what does that mean? I have no idea. I, it could be, you know, it's like um, the original Batman with um, Jack Nicholson as the Joker. What they did is all of a sudden you remember that the newscasters weren't wearing makeup and everybody's going around smelling and so on. Because what had happened is that they'd be at the uh, in cosmetics and the uh, personal hygiene category. They had like it, it wasn't just a hairspray, but if you did this makeup and this deodorant and this hairspray, boom, you die with a joker face on you. So it could be a combination of things. And some people may not have been exposed to these different toxins or combinations or environmental stuff or vaccines or whatever, that they have a strong immune system. Or it could be, you know, they're saying that maybe it targets uh, Asians disproportionately. Or, it's, I mean, you don't know. And I'm going, the real solution is to have a strong immune system. And that's what a lot of the alternative media is talking about and what will get you banned is when you say, look, man, they, them, those are you know, going to do whatever they're going to do because they can do it. And we need to be able to be healthy, eat better, not pollute our bodies with all these, you know, notions and potions and injections from the crown mandated, of course, that, you know, compromise your immune system because you're going to have uh, this kind of flu like this. We're pretty much as we've been tracking this. I'm going, yep, everybody's going to get it sooner or later or not. Or they're just calling it. A, it's a regular flu. And they just say, you know, trying to scare you. I have no idea. I don't think anybody really knows. But what's the impact it's going to have in the economy? Well, my thing is, is that the economy is already done anyway. It was just waiting for something. They just, they just need something to blame. They just need to have something. Oh, we got to do some quantitative super easing of we need to print a boatload more money of which China has been doing. We've been doing. They're just using this as a distraction and excuse for whatever the heck. So I'm, you know, you never really know what's going on, but the solution is always the same. Freedom's the answer. What's the question? The freedom of people to uh, take care of themselves, to try whatever they want, to, you know, uh, stay home, go out, uh, lick frogs, uh, eat rocks. I mean, whatever the heck it is, people will find a solution. When they do, they, them, those are going to, nope, nope, you're not allowed to let people know about that because we, we want to control information of whatever. And I'm like, that is the problem. It's the censorship because the humans will find a solution sooner or later. What we're seeing play out here is you need to rewatch the movie V is for Vendetta. A lot of people don't remember that entire movie was based on this kind of pandemic. This is what was going on. They had the solution. They hoarded it. They made a boatload of money off it. The elite didn't get sick. And then they're in charge and had all these kind of social controls. And Z comes out. You know, you got the uh, Chinese Communist Party. And they go, Woo, we got us a good excuse now. We're going to control everything. We And then they send out their sentry robots with their infrared or whatever. Oh, that guy's got a fever. And all of a sudden they jump them. This is amazing what's playing out 
out. And to think that that kind of control will not hit America is to be naive. So I'm going, all right, so then we talk about the 2020 election cycle. They're going to have, they, they're not getting Trump because Trump is not the issue. He's a side effect of people abandoning this authority and because some guy with a shiny badge, a gun, a fine hat, and a stethoscope or a lab, lab coat or a shiny badge or something just because they said it don't mean squat. People are like, yeah, I'm, you know, you all hate Trump. Okay, I, I, I support Trump because uh, all the guys I hate hate him. I mean, you know, whatever. Trump is a side effect of what? I don't know. But I think the decentralization down and freedom down to the individual on every category is the only thing that's going to save us, in my opinion. Save us from what? Oh, from any and every, from them ripping us off and exploiting our good nature, uh, uh, taking our children and forcing them into schools and be in the schools. You have to be in the school and to be in the school, you got to get a, a shot and you got to be sick or you can't heal yourself or you can't go to, you know, Fred down the street and, you know, get the right kind of acupuncture massage. Or whatever. It, it doesn't matter. You know, it, it, free us from tyranny, free us from not having options free. We need to, we need to be free to be able to make our own decisions because we always act in what we perceive to be our own self-interest. What they want to try and do is scare you into your self-interest. They want to make everybody know why we need them. And I go, what if we don't? What if we don't want you? Nope, you're not allowed to think that. Oh, okay, why? Well, because we got this here gun, you know. So this is this whole attitude is what we, you know, as libertarian, anarchist, voluntarist, leave me aloneist, whatever. This is what I've been waiting on. There is so it's going to get dark. It gets darkest before the dawn. But when the credibility of this government, any government in general, goes away. You know, things happen. And that was the experiment. That's why my show is called Declare Your Independence with Ernest Hancock. The Declaration of Independence made it very clear. The verbiage is the only purpose of government, the legitimacy of government, is the protection of individual rights. When it doesn't do that, it's time to alter or abolish it is your duty. So I'm going, boo, I'm in. I'm, you know, I'm a declare your independence kind of guy. Now, if they have a government that is there to protect my individual rights, a right to, you know, to speak, to information, to do what I want, as long as I'm not bothering somebody else, well, you care. Well, then they'll twist that and go, see, you know, you're harming other people by not getting inoculated. Here, everybody, we got to strap you down. We're going to put these shots in you. And they're going, yeah, yeah. That's what the tyrant always says, you know, here it comes. So I'm I'm a freedom guy. I see it the solution, and I think as we go through this, whatever the economic repercussions of this, the health repercussions, whoever's left over, whatever, they're going to know it too. And that is what I think they, them, those are afraid of, is the enlightenment, this awakening of the people to know they are the, you know, they themselves, your fellow man is the solution, not them. Quit running to somebody's going to save you because they're not, because it's not in their interest to save you. Their interest is to exploit you. Their interest is to maintain power and control. That's what they're interested in. I would totally agree with the last statement you made, power and control. And, you know, one other thing, and I want to back up to something you said about uh, Trump is a side effect. He's not only just a side effect, Ernie, he's a symbol. 
I read recently that 40% of the nations on this planet are at some level of civil unrest because they're opposing tyranny. And for many of them, Trump is their symbol. Yeah, no, I, I, it was amazing when we were covering uh, Brexit a lot. We had uh, some friends that we met in uh, Mexico at a conference um, that were from Ireland. And uh, they're from the Republic of Ireland, not Northern Ireland. You know, it's uh, they're kind of separate. Well, they're in the European Union still, I guess. And then it, the threat was, oh, are we going to be able to you know, have a wall and you can't trade with your neighbors that, you know, Irish across this wall or whatever? You know, and they're all the fear, the fear, the fear, the fear and um i i'm i'm looking at the uh, around the world how inspired a lot of their activists were talking about how trump inspired them now the same thing happened with ron paul in the 0708 election and in 12 it's like it's you know america they're going look they're you know they're fighting back america is and 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 they got guns oh my god i mean you know, so it is that's what they them those are so afraid of and why they have to go after our guns just the symbol of us being able to have guns, because I went through this during when uh, Daddy Bush did the Read My Lips, No New Taxes, and then raised it, and that was kind of the rise of the militia, and they go, yeah, yeah, well, we got guns, and they go, eh, Brady Bill, eh, no, you know, assault weapon ban, and the reason they did that, we find out later, and it, long story, but it came down to this, because the Germans and the Japanese and the Koreans, they were funding a lot of our debt, a lot of our treasury bills they were buying, and they realized that we're not going to get paid back, so we're not giving you money. And they go, oh, yeah, you are. And they go, yeah, but your people got guns. They already threw off an empire before. What the hell are you thinking? You're just gonna... And they're going, eh, we ain't paying no more taxes. So they did you know, token gun control to convince them that they had their slaves under control. That's what that was about. And when if you read the articles, like their equivalent of Time Magazine in South Korea, and their 60 Minutes that we got interviewed by, you know, their version in Japan, and they had a television crew that come out and spent half a week with us uh, from Germany. And you go, what was their thing? Their whole thing was, does the government have enough control over the people to make them pay the taxes to pay back the money they gave us on our debt buying treasury bills? And I go, oh, it's always about the money yeah it is always about the money well the money and the power but i think the two are inextricably linked mm-hmm. so i and i and listen I, I i completely concur with what you're saying so as the bdi shows us we're in trouble and as other measures show that the global economy is definitely receding and as the coronavirus spreads, the locust problem spreads, debt is through the roof because of credit swap derivatives. That hasn't gone away. What's a person to do to ensure their future from an economic standpoint? It teeny tiny. I mean, you know, not have debt, not, you know, be. You know, I tell you how serious. I don't know. Do you know about our love bus thing? Did I tell you about that? No, I don't know about that. We'll get you some. All right. This is what we decided. You go to lovebuslibertytour.com. Now, it's not populated. We just got a placeholder there, and you kind of see the the bus and how we're wrapping it and so on. This is what Donna and I decided. Last October, after, you know, we she does, uh, you know, taxes, you know, in October, whatever. So she's doing the taxes. I'm going, man, it went up. Oh, this got oh, 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 you know, we we know more in taxes. We got, you know, some credit card bills, you know, uh, eking up. We got, you know, and, and the economy is going to take a dump. And I believe like always happens in the southwest here, you know, that we're high on our real estate. And then all of a sudden and it's gone. 
okay? How many times you and I have already gone through this here in Arizona? Oh, yeah, right? absolutely. So here it comes again, and when it does, it's going to be a big, giant drop in value. It could be 20, 30, 40, 50%. You know, and when it happened in from 09 to 11, my wife's real estate and uh, all our children, they were, oh, we got to buy it. Nope, 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 boom. Now's the time. In 11, uh, most of our children bought homes. You get a three-bedroom, two-bath with a pool and, you know, a nice neighborhood for $85,000. Two years later, they're selling it for 150 and they sell it in a day. Then they get another one. Then it goes up and they sell, sell, sell. Then what did they do? Last year, they started all selling their homes they sell it now they're sitting on a bunch of cash renting a home waiting for it to go down again when it does donna and i i'm like we're not ready we got debt you know we're going to be you now that sucks i want to take advantage of this what do we need to do we need to get small so we have a two acre uh, horse property up here that we rent you know, we've been here like a decade and we got a good deal on it and it kind of worked out. And I didn't want to, you know, buy in the market then at the time it was high and then low, whatever. So I'm going, okay, I'm not buying. They want to sell it now and I don't want to buy it because, of course, it's at the high. So I said, I tell you what, we need to get small. Then we had an opportunity. In December, somebody came to us, um, you know, some uh, financial supporters and they said, Ernie, we want you to do for the vaccine issue what you did for the Lovolution. We want you to go to the people in Duke. I go, I already got it done. We're good. We already got an idea. So we raised the money and it's uh, started off about $50,000, which is, you know, uh, we turned that into like a billion dollars, you know. But uh, what we did is we bought a MCI converted bus. It's in New Hampshire right now. We went back. We've been working on it. It's really pimped out. It was uh, uh, converted by uh, he died at 86. He was a retired plumber that really did a really nice job on this bus. And his son wanted to get rid of it for what we got a great deal on it. It was only $20,000, 19000 or whatever. And we go, wow, that thing was easily forty-five, fifty. So we go, all right, we got it. We have uh, one of the uh, activists that's a diesel mechanic guy back in Manchester working on it. I went back for a couple of weeks. We we're getting it all come in. It was really in nice shape. Getting new this, new that. Now I'm going back on uh, March 4th to the 20th, and we're building. The inside's already customized. It's really nice. But we're taking about a third of it out, and I'm building this studio with all new equipment, all um, low-energy laptop, super-duper camera of the rock and roll whatnot and we're building a studio in this thing and start and we just bought a big moving van which is uh these trailers like mayflower moving trailer things i just got one of those i got a good deal on it for six thousand dollars and we're putting it here on the side monday we are starting to load that all up get everything ready the beginning of may we hit the road for the love bus liberty tour focusing on the vaccination of generation next the notions and potions from the crown we need to have the freedom to say no now it doesn't mean you do don't i don't care you know if you if it's your family you can do whatever the hell you want but my thing is i will not accept being forced notions and potions from the crown into my babies that is a hell no so we do the vaccine education summits that we did in 16 we did the uh, most recent one here in this last september big names like dr judy mikovitz and dale bigtree and john uh, james lyons weiler and you know i mean on and on and on we've had a lot of 
these guys. So it had a big impact, and they understood that we're doing this from love. So we're calling it the love bus. The whole thing's being wrapped. It's got the love bus and the, the love logo, you know, just a, the LOV that we had from the Evolution with Ron Paul and so on. We're starting in end of May at the Libertarian National Convention. Then in the first weekend in uh, June, we have a, a vaccine education summit in New Hampshire. Then we do Porcupine Freedom Festival, Fork Fest Festival. Then we're going to um, uh, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny in Cleveland, Ohio. That's been working on this for a long time. We're going to do that, go across the north. A whole year from May 20 to 21. After we get done with that and document it and we have all the shows and we're doing the videos and we get the, the, the interviews and we're going, Ooh, it's going to be fun. And we're doing it every single day. And we're taking the sign activism and the undercarriage and pulling it out, showing how to do get we're going to revolutionize the planet again and when that happens in uh, may of 21 then we start coming we come back to uh arizona we're buying land in the desert and then ernie's building his house and that will be a whole nother thing and then by that time hopefully we'll be you know well into this or on the way out or people will be awoke and uh, realize what the hell's really going on so my grandchildren my 12 grandchildren will not have to deal with this as adults that they will come into this this freaking whatever the hell is going to happen and understand that freedom's phoenix that's what that was always about it's the rise of freedom's phoenix from the ashes of lady liberty's torch that's what our logo is all about has been since 96 i've been waiting for this to happen because i knew it would i knew it had to and what did we have to do to be ready PiratesWithoutBorders.com. You go to PiratesWithoutBorders.com. You read the letters of Captain Mark and Reprisal, Dr. Idris Barber and Captain Kidd. All that is a fun way of, you know, the decentralization of everything and our attitude towards what the hell's going on. So we're taking this on the road, and I am going to get some, Dave. Ooh, I will not be silenced. Oh, and that's another thing. The entire infrastructure for Freedom's Phoenix, we use a thing called interplanetary file sharing, IPFS. We have scraped all of the YouTube and any other videos off our accounts and for others. We've done um, uh, We Are Change, uh, um, uh, uh, James Corbett, uh, World Alternative Media, Dan Dix, you know, Luke Radowski, all of these, uh, Larkin Rose, we can do yours. We can have all of Freedom's Phoenix, and we have that in permanent storage in noted networks around the world that cannot be deleted or censored. Now, I needed to have that before we did this trip because I knew they were going to come after and try and censor and silence, demonetize. Well, I don't give a crap about that. I just want the data. So this is what happened. We took um, that whole infrastructure and we started scraping all of the YouTubes that have been for 15 years since, God, since 05, we've been doing Freedom's Phoenix. So when you go to look at a YouTube and, oh, I'm sorry, it's not here, it's gone, we scraped all those. And it doesn't matter if they take them down, we got them on our servers so that when you go into our uh, articles and you click it, it plays. We have it. So I'm going... Oh, because I knew this was coming, Dave. So now while everybody's screaming about how Facebook and YouTube and Google don't treat them right, you know, and, and, and the impact that it's had on you, I'm going, you're assuming I ever trusted they were going to do it to begin with. I don't do YouTube, Facebook. We did YouTube and Facebook just enough over the last few months so we can say, hey, 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 everybody, hey, we're back. We're here to tell you 
we're over there. But we had to create an over there. Two days ago, or this last weekend, we just turned off all our live stream and everything on YouTube. Boom, done. Next, we are doing float.app, F-L-O-T-E dot app, app, and they're uh, in their social media. They're working. Uh, uh, we just had meetings with them over the last few days that they're doing everything that we want to be able to use them. As a, and we will bill them. We will pump them. We will endorse them. We'll put their logos on the butt for them because they're a bunch of young anarchist libertarian you know, got some money because they're crypto rich, uh, young, you know, blockchain kids that created this stuff with this in mind. So a year from now, by the time it's May 21, all this economy, all of the sickness, all of the whatever threats that they them those on us, we will have bypassed them. And by then we have ubiquitous satellite Internet that I get off of their DARPA crap, too. So nana, 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 nana. <laughs> You've got it covered A to Z. Tell me, how does the Common Sense Show get involved in this uh, file storage? You ask me. Just ask, say, Ernie, can I please? Boom, done. <laughs> Do I need to buy a permit? Hell no. Get the government permission slip? Hell no. See, that's one thing that Colin, you know, we were in here talking is there was a crypto called Filecoin. And what they were trying to do is like, yeah, I was really pumping uh, another concept of this called MadeSafe, M-A-I-D-Safe.com, uh, MadeSafe.net, uh, I think it is. And the idea was is that how we thought the Internet was going to be done in the 90s. When we first started, it wasn't, you know, the World Wide Web. What the hell is that? You know, I, it, you know that, that wasn't even a thing. So in the early 90s, you had uh, uh, your friend have a server. Or he was a geek that had, you know, an email uh, server under his desk at his feet. And you just you dialed in and you went in, you downloaded all your email, you uploaded your email, and then you went off, you know, because they charge you by the minute or whatever. So you would, um, then people go, wow, man, people are paying me like 30 bucks a month to do this or 10 bucks. Okay. So I'll get a bunch more phone lines coming out, get a bunch more modems. I get a bunch more servers. I'll give it. And it just kind of grew. And then the man went, oh, hell no. And they started buying up all these little things. They'd give them a gazillion dollars and uh, your brains or your signature on the document kind of thing. And they started consolidating it in to uh, become, you know, AT&T and Verizon, whatever. Then it went World Wide Web. But the way the internet was developing before that is that it was, you know, Paul Revere net and Fido net and this net and that net. And it was just a bunch of activists that were finding out. We found out in 1994 that all the stuff that was being passed at a county and city level, it was the same exact legislation that yes. was being done in communities across the world. And we go, what the hell? Because we were communicating with libertarians. You just put in First Amendment, Second Amendment, Third Amendment, I mean, whatever. You know, just said, oh, we'll just do amendments and see. Boom! You're starting to see what was happening. And that was our first look in what was coming. So when they consolidated everything into the World Wide Web, it was worldwide, you know, they got you. And we go, okay, I see where this goes. So we started thinking then we're going to need to have private nodes like the internet was developing before. So now with, you know, things like uh, uh, Web One and, and Elon Musk Starlink and 
satellite based of whatever the heck or mesh networks using you know uh, UHF or you know just radio waves or local or Bluetooth Wi-Fi device to device or whatever all this stuff is being developed right now and what happened a lot of it's even being used in fact I just came from uh, Manchester New Hampshire where they're setting up towers that are privately owned that provide Wi-Fi to people outside of all the other uh, providers and then they contract with each individual divider on a nano moment by nano moment of who has the the fastest and or cheaper um, transmission so they would be you send them email and then they would pick Verizon or AT&T that they're going out. Then all of a sudden it's like a co-op for energy and then the prices will start plummeting. This is, it's happening in so many different ways, but because I keep track of the technology, that's why we have top tech news on Freedoms Phoenix and you go to Pirates Without Borders and you click on, you know, communication or energy or shelter or food and water and medicine and robotics and transportation, education, all those are along the top of the page there. You'll see all the tech, all the stories that support the decentralization down to the individual in that category because i've been looking at the tech that frees us it's like it's like having a you know offset printing press you know all of a sudden you know martin luther gets to have a whole bunch of bibles you know now what well the priesthood they're not in charge anymore you know so you go oh i can see what it is it's the power down to the individual so what we're doing is emphasizing that planning for it knew it was coming screaming about it for years getting ready for it so when it happened we're going nana freaking nah here we go and we're going to emphasize for everybody that's why here when you come over here we got the chickens and the goats and the turkeys and the you know the or citrus and all that kind of stuff kind of got rid of everything but the chickens i like chickens they're easy and then we have the aquaponics and all that it was just to get ready for when we go and we're done but i needed power Solar is kicking butt. All the stuff that we're putting on this bus, we're going to transfer into the home, and it's got a 7-kilowatt generator diesel anyway, plus the engine, plus the solar, plus the backup battery. We have Iron Edison is a um, – uh, remember I was building my carbon nanotubes for nickel-iron batteries and all that stuff? Yeah, I remember that, yes. I, we did that just to show the tech. I just got a uh, text from one of my listeners that said – you need to talk to these guys. Well, these guys we knew back in the beginning, you know, like six years ago that they were starting to get into this. What are they selling now? Carbon nanotube nickel iron batteries. <laughs> so I'm going, you guys win. We get to be in the bus. So we're working out a sponsorship deal, you know, and we're doing that. So I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, Dave, if you just, it's quantum reality, man. If I take one step towards stuff, it happens so i just go in and create the world that i want and have the confidence that's going to happen and don and i no fear we're just going to do it and spread this love all over the country again and i know what's going to happen we are going to take care of business it may get dark darker before the dawn but i am so optimistic about the tech that's coming to free us from these centralized controls and i'm going it doesn't matter what happens here vote don't vote i don't care that is not what's going to fix this it's going to be individual human beings and it's not even a geography thing it's not a country by country thing it's a way of thinking thing it's a generational thing it's generation next and uh colin you know here today is a good representation of that genius that goes well i can do this and fix that and we're done 
And it's just, I, I am so optimistic that I'm willing to separate ourselves from our family. Now, one of the deals was Donna is like, I get to fly back every month from wherever the hell we are, visit with grandbabies. You know, we're going to make sure we, you know, stay with the family, even a year is you know, a long time when you're a little kid. So we are definitely want to maintain our family ties, but then we come back here. And I go, now we may have a summer home somewhere not in the desert, but Donna likes to heat. So I'm like, she's from Pennsylvania. But uh, yeah, I hate going back. I go back to New England now. That sucks, you know. But this is, uh, so we'll be doing the northern states in the summer, and then we'll start uh, following the sun down until we're in Key West. <laughs> but the, um, this, this Love Bus Liberty Tour, I'm telling you, Dave, we need to keep you informed on this thing because the world is going to change, and I'm going to be on the front row. You watch. I can't wait for it to happen. So we're going to have to give it some coverage here on the Common Sense Show. How many people are you taking with you? Oh, just me and Donna. You know, we have, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that, oh, we'll meet you on the road. We're, you know, the caravan with you a little bit here. I got my private plane. They're going to go there. We're going to, and then, we, of course, we, you know, from the Levolution, we have 50 gazillion people in the audience. I got plenty of places to go. You know, that was one thing that uh, people uh, asked. They go, well, how do you know you're going to have something to do or someplace to go? I go, are you kidding me? Are you go to help people. You're going to, you know, uh, uh, amplify their voice. You want to go, because it's not for me. It's not what what I want to do. I'm going to help them. I'm going to show them how they can, you know, in their small little community of dictator, freaking sheriff, councilman, county, what the same thing that happened with you. It's exactly the same thing. What do I always do? I help you help yourself. I give you the information, you know, and uh, what we can do and help and they'll, you know, poke the bear and man, rock and roll. So I, that, that's, what's going to, and it, we're already booked up through like September. So I'm, I'm not even started yet. You know, so I just go, oh, it's going, we're going to have us a good time. But that means also, I'm not stupid, that um, we're going to be putting uh, security cameras that watch, you know, the outside of the bus so that I can go, okay, going to sleep now. You guys all, you know, keep an eye on for me and call me if, you know, the, the man's coming. <laughs> I don't think the man's coming for this, but but you are going to piss some people off. I, I want to go back to where we started very quickly here because I don't want to run out of time before we touch it. With the economy receding, uh, let's say Corona spreads, and, and as you said, a lot of people are going to be exposed. What are people going to do economically? Is it going to result in trade and bartering? Are we going to go that low? What, what do you think it's going to be, Ernie? <laughs> Um, I don't know. I it's you know one thing when it uh, right when it really started hitting hard in uh, 09 after the 08 election we were really big on silver we did silver dime cards with uh, junk silver you know the pre 64 American coins we made a big deal out of silver you know yeah the silver bullet get all aboard the love train blah 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 we had a whole campaign right when Bitcoin hit so. Bitcoin, there was uh, uh, people go, ooh, this is it. So we kind of it would parallel that. So a lot of any extra I make on my crypto investments or something like that, I'm going, yeah, that's good enough. Boom, I sell and I buy a bunch of silver. Well, now I'm glad I bought the silver because <laughs> I know it's going to go too. So it's anything alternative to you know the Federal Reserve notes. I, I just don't trust that. And when we were dealing like, you know, we we get the bus. You know, I'm having the, you know, the you know, wire transfer. What's that? You know, I want green cashy money or we do it silver or we're doing crypto. A lot of the guys that were doing in the com Liberty community, like when I bought this moving van, nope, not going through the banks. I'm going, 
and it's just a and, and it's not these aren't even libertarians they just know better they don't want to be tracked on everything you know the guy's building a house he wants i don't want to have to pay taxes on you know, hey man i don't care not my problem so this is this is a whole attitude it's already happening whenever i go on craigslist i always you know i want to buy something and just just out of happenstance i go well do i get a silver discount about one out of ten they go yes you do i go really Damn it! I don't want to give up my silver, but I will for this, and then go buy it again because because <laughs> just out of you know principle, I just want to start using it. So people will barter. They will you know uh, probably hopefully eat better. Hell, hell is just eat less. You know, so you eat less. You'll uh, uh, have to like actually do stuff for yourself. You might get a little bit of exercise, but there's going to be some suffering. And how to alleviate that, they're going to have all kinds of entitlement programs, welfare and uh, uh, food stamp rules will increase, and you'll need to go to the stadium to get your bottled water in a plastic jug or something. I mean, you know, there will be people that will suffer. Now, a lot of us probably have food left over from, hell, Y2K or 09 or, or whatever. We're rotating, you know, different stuff and, and things that we have. And the big thing now is we're doing um, uh, immune system builders, you know, you know, get stuff that, you know, help you if you get sick. Because I, I don't think we're going to escape this. I, if it's that bad, uh, it's going to visit everybody and you just need to, you know, survive it. And then you're immune and everybody can suck it. But what are they going to do? I oh, you had the tech guy. They were saying, you know, in the community, they're talking about building this up to have the Wuhan, you know, Coro, whatever the hell they call it, uh, virus, uh, I mean, vaccine in the future. And they're going to put microchips in it. And I go, hmm. Well, do you really think that's going to happen, Ernie? And I go, I don't know. Can they? Because <laughs> that's my bellwether for everything. You know, if, if they can, they are. You know, it's just it's not like they don't want to control and surveil and do everything. If they can, they will. So that's the only question I ask. I don't know. Can they? Is that tech available? Because I remember years ago during the Levolution, they were talking about they had RFID uh, microchip dust that they just throw at a, um, uh, a gathering. You wouldn't even know it was on you, but they could read it, you know, as you went through the airport or something, and they knew where you were. And after a while, you know, it's just all over everybody in your washing machine or whatever. I mean, you know, if they can, they are. So I just assume that they're going to surveil everything. They're going to. So that's why if you're going to be on the list, be on top of the list. It's safer there as far as I'm concerned so but I never go after individuals you know that's probably my secret to not being dead is if you start targeting that individual and that CEO and that politician oh then they don't like it none too much but they're not afraid of the philosophy of decentralization of volunteerism of liberty of leave me aloneism because they don't they can't they're like the architect in the matrix they they can't understand it. they're just trying to balance an equation Ernie's just out there being Ernie you know let them be stupid because they don't see it they don't understand this decentralized down to each individual being able to act in what they perceive to be their own self-interest crypto provides one of the opportunities for you to be able to trade cash will but then we start here, and I, I, one guy thought of it just yesterday or day before. Uh, the um, uh, they're sanitizing the cash in China because yes, it's that. transmitting. I go, well, what better reason than you have to not have a to have a uh, cashless society? Huh? 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 You don't want to get sick from that filthy, dirty, dirty money, do you? So I I feel that coming. You know, here we go. Well, then you go digital with crypto. Now what? You know, or you wipe off your silver. I mean, you know, this is it, it's so predictable. So for me, I'm not afraid. I, I, I go, well, we knew we had to go through this. So get ready.
This, uh, I'm gonna tell you, I think you're right on the money with this. And I hadn't thought about this was the excuse to go centralized digital currency. And I'm kicking myself right now for not catching it because you're absolutely correct. Um, th- this is amazing. You're absolutely right on this. Damn. I think so. I, I mean, I didn't think of it. Somebody, God, who was it? That said? I think it was Bob Anderson, a friend of mine. He goes like this. He goes, yeah, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're making a big deal out of sanitizing the money so they can get rid of that filthy cash. And I go, oh, you are so right. I mean, you know, what did Rahm Emanuel say? Never let a good crisis go to waste. They're not going to let this go to waste. <laughs> so I'm, uh, I look at, there's um, a, an app called Plague Inc., I think it is. Plague Inc. that Dr. Tamburi is always going on about. And you download it on your dial tablet or phone or something. And it's an app that you change variables in there and you're the virus and you want to infect the world. It's like a game. And if you can get certain things like you have a long, you know, you're infected period before you you show symptoms uh uh it's really contagious you know that kind of thing or it it does this it does that and all these different variables boom you got a pandemic and you know in a month the whole world and zombie apocalypse and you go okay well this one then you find out they kind of designed it or might have been and you know uh, militarized or whatever and i'm going yep you know of course if they can you know they will to what end? I don't know. Whatever benefits them, why you need us. People, I, right now, if people were to go and watch, just you've probably been a while since you watched it, go watch V for Vendetta. This is what that entire movie was about. I think you're absolutely right. Uh, but when do the people rise up? Or are they going to be so debilitated health-wise they won't be able to? See, that's the one thing that I, uh, you know, I differ from a lot of people. I'm like, rise up against what? You know, I mean, you know, I want you to rule me better. Yeah, I mean, but that I, was, it, back uh, up, that, that was the premise of V for Fendetta, is people rising up. Yeah, but they didn't say what they did with it. You know, they didn't like, you know, reconstitute a new constitution, a government and pick a ruler. They were just like, you guys suck and you're done. Then what? I don't know. You know, but uh, people will. And for me, you know, sometimes when you, you got you, you stand up for something, all you got to do is just sit down. You know, so I'm not playing anymore. That's you know? I would agree you know, with I, that. I do the Klingon disaffiliation, turn my back and yeah, screw you. You know, I just go and do my create my own system. My own. But what do they do? That's what the there's two things that I'm focusing on on this. Now, the vaccine thing is going to be upfront on this. But there the reason I wanted to do it. And I knew that for 2020, we were already had planned that we were going to do two things. And they were both the same thing. Property rights. I go, who owns me? This body. It's mine. My children does not belong to the crown. OK, I go, this is the. Me, 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 me. It's all about me. Where's the line? Well, they go, well, it's the picket fence in front of your house or or it's your door. They got to have a warrant. Or they bang on the whatever. Or they go, I don't care. And they just make an excuse and they kick in the door or whatever. And I'm going, can we at least claim ownership of what's inside our skin? Can I do that? Is that me? Is that mine? And no, you got to you know, go, oh, oh, now we got us a problem. The other thing is property rights. And we've been uh, working on this hard, really, because I, I asked the question, if I'm allowed to pitch my tent in front of City Hall on the sidewalk and the business owner across the street and everybody's got to pay to, you know, hose off my feces and my hypodermics or whatever, but I get to occupy the sidewalk, um, why is it that I can't take that, that same tent and go occupy my own land? You don't get a uh, occupation permit. You don't get permission slip from the crown 
You're not allowed to occupy your own freaking land. Somebody explained to me when the hell that happened in America. So we started looking and delving into it. And it's, of course, same old, same old crap. It's the banks and the this and that and the government and the taxes or whatever. It's because I know America didn't start with, if it pleases the crown, may I occupy my land? When the hell did that happen? You know? So this is whole trip is on property rights. Do I own myself? And do you protect property rights, real property? Are you a government that protects my individual right to property? That's what made America so rich. And if you're not, then I ignore you. In what way? I don't know. Not gonna be pirate. I, I, you know, go live somewhere else on the thing of the bus, the precarious pirate ship of uh, bite me. You know, it's an attitude. <laughs> That's what it's. It's just a a, a pit. It's general public opinion dave i'm telling you i just if everybody just has the opinion of yeah i'm just wearing a, a v mask and i'm not even going downtown I, i'm not even you know I, I don't care you guys you know peace out i'm not voting i'm not participating i'm not using your the biggest thing you can do all whatever you want just stop using their money you know and this is you know and then oh yeah here's con 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 yeah dave asked yeah, this yeah. he asked this he goes uh yeah, he just came in he goes when this all goes and the economy camp whatever well, what are people going to be using for commerce barter crypto what do you think is going to happen crypto, crypto. i mean instant well, boom done next well i mean that's why it was such a strong desire to compromise the bitcoin protocol because you know now it's turned into a banking system with the lightning network and everything so i mean it ends up providing in our favor too because that's kind of like their fallback right so they're going to be pumping bitcoin and making it the thing because you know it's going to be more stable than the rest of the economies but then that also allows space for you know other crypto projects yeah see that's another thing a lot of people don't understand dave in the uh, crypto world is that you knew that there was going to be they them those come in and say yeah yeah well we, we love bitcoin you need to do bitcoin of course we took over bitcoin a couple of years ago so 2014 yeah, yeah you, you should do bitcoin ago. and yeah, i'm yeah. going but there's other options dave yeah there's i don't know what it's going to be there's just it's gonna be yeah yeah so it's gonna emerge as it emerges i like your idea though ernie of stay and quit as opposed to rising up because you know what you don't want to be the nail that gets hammered and i totally agree with you you can paralyze a government by quitting yeah, you know, think about it. You got these big Walmart will never go away. Amazon's going to be the top forever. Hell, Facebook will be. Well, you know, they're, if they're people don't that work crack. for them, then you know what good are they? Yeah, yeah, well, so this is what happens. You have a uh, big box or something, and they they're on such a tight margin to compete against mom and pa. They just got to be buying stuff and bigger and better and you know pick us. But then if you lose two, three, four percent. All of a sudden, they go bankrupt in a couple that's of right. months. That's you right. Know? That and that's what's happening in China right now. This coronavirus thing, they just shut down for a little bit. I don't know what the hell they're going to do. They're just going to print more money, I guess. Well, yeah. yeah, but they're not going to get the factory workers back for a while. So that's going to really impair them. Ernie, we are flat out of time. we got about 30 seconds for you to tell us about your radio show and how people can listen. Declare your independence with ErnestHancock.com, or you just go to Freedoms with an S, FreedomsPhoenix.com, and you'll see all the stuff that we offer there. There's a big multimedia everything, and then for fun, 
You go to pirateswithoutborders.com. You want to know the philosophy. And then in the future, as we're going to really pushing lovebusslibertytour.com, you pay attention to that and everything that we've been talking about, I'm going to show you. Yeah, you are, and you are the show me man. Well, Ernie, uh, thank you for joining us here. This has been really informative. It's been fun. It's been enlightening. And uh, we're going to air this, uh, well, in a couple of days. And I just want to say to everybody, thanks for joining us. And we will see you back here next time. See you tomorrow. Thanks, Ernie, for, for coming on. You bet, Dave. Peace.